0: Let the words of my
1: mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, And we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But Thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare Thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore Thou those who are penitent, according to Thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name amen the almighty and merciful lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins true repentance amendment of life and the grace and consolation of his holy spirit amen our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven
2: as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
0: Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 25 on page 369. Unto thee,
1: O Lord, will I lift up my soul. My God, I have put my trust in thee. O let me not be confounded, neither let mine enemies triumph over me.
2: For all they that hope in thee shall not be ashamed, but such as transgress without a cause shall be put to confusion.
0: Show
1: me thy ways, O Lord, and teach me thy paths.
2: Lead me forth in thy truth and learn me, for thou art the God of my salvation. In thee hath been my hope all the day long.
1: Call to remembrance, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindnesses, which have been ever of old.
2: O remember not the sins and offenses of my youth, but according to thy mercy. Think thou upon me, O Lord, for thy goodness.
1: Gracious and righteous is the Lord, therefore will he teach sinners in the way.
2: Them that are meek shall he guide in judgment, and such as are gentle, them shall he learn his way.
1: All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth, unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies.
2: For thy name's sake, O Lord, be merciful unto my sin, for it is great.
1: What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose.
2: His soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the land.
0: The secret of the Lord is among them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant.
2: Mine eyes are ever looking unto the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net.
1: Turn thee unto me, and have mercy upon me, for I am desolate and in misery.
2: The sorrows of my heart are enlarged. O bring thou me out of my troubles.
0: Look upon my adversity and misery, and forgive me all my sin.
2: Consider mine enemies, how many they are, and they bear a tyrannous hate against me.
1: O keep my soul, and deliver me, confounded for
0: i have put my trust in thee
2: let perfectness and righteous dealing wait upon me for my hope hath been in thee
1: deliver israel o god out of all his troubles
2: glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy ghost
1: as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end
0: amen
2: Here begins the second chapter of the book of Micah. Woe to those who devise iniquity and work out evil on their beds. At morning light they practice it because it is in the power of their hand. They covet fields and take them by violence, also houses and seize them. So they oppress a man and his house, a man and his inheritance. Therefore, thus says the Lord Behold, against this family I am devising disaster from which you cannot remove your necks, nor shall you walk haughtily, for this is an evil time. In that day, one shall take up a proverb against you and lament with a bitter lamentation saying, we are utterly destroyed. He has changed the heritage of my people, how he has removed it from me. To a turncoat, he has divided our fields. Therefore, you will have no one to determine boundaries by lot in the assembly of the Lord. Do not prattle, you say, to those who prophesy, so they shall not prophesy to you. They shall not return insult for insult. You who are named the house of Jacob, is the spirit of the Lord restricted? Are these his doings? Do not my words do good to him who walks uprightly? Lately my people have risen up as an enemy. You pull off the robe with the garment from those who trust you as they pass by, like men returned from war. The women of my people you cast out from their pleasant houses, from their children, you have taken away my glory forever. Arise and depart, for this is not your rest. Because it is defiled, it shall destroy, yes, with utter destruction. If a man should walk in a false spirit and speak a lie, saying, I will prophesy to you of wine and drink, even he would be the prattler of this people. I will surely assemble all of you, O Jacob. I will surely gather the remnant of Israel. I will put them together like sheep of the fold, like a flock in the midst of their pasture. They shall make a loud noise because of so many people. The one who breaks open will come up before them. They will break out, pass through the gate, and go out by it. Their king will pass before them with the Lord at their head. Here ends the first lesson.
0: Here begins the 21st verse of the third chapter of the book, Letter of St. Paul to the Romans.
2: But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, through faith in Jesus Christ, to all and on all who believe. There is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood, through faith, to demonstrate his righteousness. Because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed, to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Where is boasting, then? It is excluded. Works? No, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. Or is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also the God of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also, since there is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Do we then make void the law through faith? Certainly not. On the contrary, we
0: establish the law. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation.
1: To be a light to lights, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God Grant to us, Lord, we beseech Thee, the Spirit to think and do always such things as are right, that we who cannot do anything that is good without Thee may by Thee be enabled to live according to Thy will, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto Thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our heart thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen evening, all. A couple of thoughts about our lessons tonight. We start in Psalm 25, which is an acrostic psalm that has, uh, and, and there's, there's about nine of these throughout the Psalter, that have to do with a, um, a psalm that is um, set um, each verse to a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And it has to do in this case with um, a three-movement psalm that has uh, two parts that echo one another on the first and third movements and then a part in the middle that really gives substance and meaning to those two parts. So the first and third part of this psalm have to do with a prayer of deliver, deliverance and um, and also of a sort of collective communal nature for the whole people of Israel. Um, and that this, you know, the psalmist is reflecting through the, um, through, the through the personal experience that which pr- obtains in the life of all the people. And so there's a kind of generalizing of it in the third movement there so that. In the beginning of this psalm, we have this personal plea for for God's deliverance and for his mercy. And then by the end of the psalm, we have a, the idea, deliver Israel, right? This, the whole ancestral chosen people from all of his troubles. Um, and so in the midst of that is a meditation on the character of God, um, which is revealed to be steadfast and merciful. Um, and that by his own directing, he leads a person in the way they ought to go from, from the things that will lead them unto death into the things that will lead them into the life, both in their own time, but then also in the, the livelihood of their posterity, of those that come after them in their line. Um, and this is a, a kind of a common um, refrain throughout the Psalms is that, um, you know, in the way of the Lord is life. And in the, and to depart from that way is to depart into death, that there aren't many ways that lead to life. There isn't, you know, and this isn't just one among them. There is the way that God has, has made uh, that leads to life. And then there is this kind of Progressing degrees of anti-creation that can only yield death in the end, um, and so with that as the image, we get this idea that this we, that the center of the psalm is really God, the center of the, of the 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 sort of the end of the personal um, petition for intercession yields uh, someone yields the psalmist into a meditation on God's enduring, steadfast love, um, and His willingness to correct and to lead into the way of life any any who turn toward Him. And so that he can draw them from the place they turn toward him, toward himself and to bring him nearer to himself. And that this yields not only a kind of inward peace, but also is an inward peace that enables them to experience with contentment and rest the outward circumstances of their life. So that because they are so contented and at peace in the core of their being with God, at their inmost self, which is a phrase that's repeated multiple times in the Hebrew poetry, Um, that they can experience contentment in all things because all things are experienced out of that sense of contentment versus the unrighteous who we find in in the later verses of this, they lift themselves not up unto the Lord like the psalmist has, but rather unto vanity, unto that which has no life in it so that they can only receive non-life from those things in in exchange for their life, which they then lift themselves, which they lift of themselves up unto this unlife. Um, and so in the exchange of this, we're not getting um, our life exchanged for God's good life. Rather, we're getting our we're exchanging our life for what has no life to give in exchange. And so we end up losing ourselves in exchange for nothing. And so that ultimately is what that process yields. Um, and that's reflected in the Micah lesson tonight in a very specific um, question of justice. Uh, Micah has a lot to do with justice um, in his prophetic oracles against really the the kind of cosmopolitan um center of Jerusalem and as we spoke about it last night we recall that Jerusalem had gotten into the disastrous mindset of thinking uh, at least we're not like those, uh, those guys in Samaria up to the north um the northern kingdom of Israel because uh, we've got the temple and we've got the ark and we've got these we've got all of god's most precious things here in our city and so um it you know they they didn't have those things and so um, when they kind of stepped out of line, God allowed them to be destroyed, but that's not going to happen to us. And so we're kind of shielded from, you know, given some a sense of immunity and amnesty for, you know, fudging on the law, because what's God going to do? Destroy his own city, his own temple city, and allow that to be destroyed? And the answer ends up being yes. And Micah is very clear about this in chapter two of this book that God is perfectly willing to allow Jerusalem to be destroyed, and in fact, that's very likely given that they're repeating the same sins that the Northern Kingdom was committing, um, and that was localized in the kind of center, the capital of Samaria. Um, And so, uh, Jerusalem's put on notice in this chapter for these things, um, because it could very well be that God would allow someone to come and destroy them. Um, And as a a judgment for their, their failure to to sort of live out their vocation as the temple people, as that holy people that they're called to be um, by the covenant, and so in Micah 2, we get this idea that you know, we we Micah reveals that what is what the way that this is taking shape, particularly, is that um, that the people, even though they have God in their at the center, they have not been led and turned toward God at their center, um, and because of that, it has resulted in this um, in, in this. Uh, this decadence that has developed in Jerusalem. Um, people um, have ta- have misread the Psalms and the wisdom writings to suggest that um, their relative prosperity is a direct indication that God is pleased with everything that they're doing. Um, and we remember by reading Psalm 25 that that's not in fact what the Psalms say. The Psalms say that the prosperity one enjoys is actually The experience, the felt experience of contentment with whatever one has, because one knows that God is with them in their inmost being, Um, and that is what prosperity means. One can, you know, one is taken, one knows one is taken care of by God, Um, and so they they don't require much because they know that the most important things are settled in place. And the backwards way of reading that, and what we might call now the prosperity gospel, is that. Um, unless one has, unless one sort of finagles the system to gain great things, um, one cannot be confident that God is pleased with them. And conversely, if someone has great possessions, they are almost, uh, you know, assured of themselves that God is pleased with them regardless of what they're doing. Um, But the problem with that decadent view of God's will is that, um, you know, it leads one to, again, fudge the details. One has to maintain the outward appearance of great wealth in order to secure to oneself and all their neighbors that God blesses them and that God you know finds them favorable. And so they end up kind of cheating the system and end up cheating everybody that they can gain power over. And what has happened in Jerusalem is exactly this. In order to maintain the facade that they are outwardly prosperous as a sign of God's blessing, they have worked an economic system primarily where they cheat the poor and they exile everybody that does not comport with this. So that, if you're kind of the poor and downtrodden, uh, we can't have that around because that would be a sign of divine disfavor upon our city and and a real indictment of our enjoyment of luxury, and so we just have to kind of send you along to the next city um sadly this is you know, this is something that still happens today is that you know many cities will will do this they will try to maintain the facade of a of a pristine nature while really just kind of shuffling along anybody who would challenge that pristine image. Um, and sadly, this is an injustice that persists. And so, Mike is saying, uh, you are called by God to be turned toward God, and in, in order to be in being turned toward God, you will have a, you will understand that it is by His mercy and steadfast love that you persist. And so, and and you will live contentedly in that. And because you have forgotten that at your inmost being, in the center of who you are, it has echoed injustices, which are symptoms actually of your deep spiritual sickness. And so when we get to Paul, he points, he puts all this together, of course, in saying that um, what has, you know, what have the law and prophets revealed to us as the chosen people of God? It is that we have failed to live like we were the chosen people of God and that we cannot of ourselves be the people that God calls us to be in the and, and reveals the necessity of our being for the sake of the whole world. Um, That there's a special indictment leveled towards God's own people, his own chosen people, because they were supposed to be the light to lighten the Gentiles um, and to enlighten them about the true character of God. And instead, they were defrauding and cheating each other and oppressing the poor and not reflecting that steadfast mercy of the Lord. And so they all stand under judgment, both by being unenlightened, but also being the enlightened who failed to live by the terms of that enlightenment. And so as we get to the culmination of chapter three here, the gospel is the good news that God has not turned his back on any of these people, and that rather if they are, if they, if anyone will turn toward him again, as the psalmist in 25 does, God will receive them to himself, will, will correct and judge all the injustice of the world and pull any who are turned to him for his mercy through that judgment to himself in reconciliation with himself and with each other so what this means for us as we read this is you know we have to continually avoid the pitfalls and errors of the past especially living in such an affluent place as the united states california southern california and um, and particularly orange county of being a church in a place like this Um, these are words that we always have to take seriously Um, but also the, the deeper point is of course that Um, We can have an outward humility. We can have an outward luxury. It doesn't matter if we're not in our inmost being turned and and face to face with the Lord um, and asking for his continual help because we're guaranteed to receive it if we do. But without that in the inmost being, then anything that echoes from it can only be non-life because that is what is at the center of us. We are either filled with life or we are filled with not life and it affects everything that comes out from us both in our words and actions. And so it's a call back for us tonight in prayer to that only place where we can find life again.
0: And we'll continue with our intercession on page 590.
1: Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministrally. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil and give them repentance and better minds.
0: Be merciful to all who are in any trouble.
1: And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities for his sake, who went about doing good, thy son, our Savior, Jesus Christ.
0: Amen. The great Jesus Christ
1: and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining in tonight. It's good to pray with you. And thanks to Aliyah, my co leader, who's joining us from up in the Northwest. So thanks for joining in, Aliyah. <laughs> I'll see you. <laughs> I thought, thought it looked pretty eating. nice. I
0: did. It's beautiful. Yeah,
2: There's actual oh, yeah. trees yeah. back here. <laughs> Look at those green trees. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Beautiful. Actual
0: Thank rain. You. All right. Bye, Thank friend. you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much. Have a great night, everybody.